0: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Neyman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Neyman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman.
1: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun.
2: Howdy, guys. Rex Tibor here filling in for Philip Neiman on the 590 AM, the Firing Line radio show. I think uh, last I heard, Philip was chasing nine caribou. One of them uh, was uh, kind of a a modification of the species, and so he really wants it on his wall. He asked, he kind of had an emergency call, asked if I could cover him for the show. So it's Rex back in the house. We're also sitting here. In studio today with my good friend, David D'Ambroso. How you doing, compadre?
3: (laughs) Anytime I'm hanging out with you is a good time,
2: Rex. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, David, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Well,
3: this is always the worst part for him, but we met uh, two, three years ago at one of your classes, and uh, I'd been watching your videos for, at this point in time, about a decade um, the old uh, sniper one hundred and one long range shooting tutorials. Yeah, and actually, uh, even I uh, maybe even before sniper one hundred and one. I think you had some other gun-related content, but I really enjoyed your Bible study. And I, oh, I thanks, loved man. your flipping music. I'm like, this music <laughs> is rocking. And I found out like halfway into Sniper 101 that that was your music that you had like, uh, cut and adapted to the series. So I was like, wow. Sure, sure. And, and the theme song we just did just now,
2: that was uh, also an original Taborosaurus Rex comp- composition. Uh, it's Rex Tibor on the guitar there playing playing the old git fiddle. So what what's you been up to for the last couple of years in Oklahoma there,
3: man? Oh, uh, so I uh, I've got a graduate degree in finance. I worked in finance professionally for a while and uh made good money, loved it, and for some really stupid reason, I got involved in politics professionally as a consultant. <laughs> so <laughs> So uh, that's something I used to enjoy, uh, but now I uh, ran the ground game for our current governor, Governor Stitt. Uh, we ran his ground game in the eastern part of the of the state. Uh, I've done some races as a field director for our attorney general, uh our state auditor, and I'm currently running a house and a senate race, and we'll throw some others in there. So, so I used to watch the news for fun, uh, and I used to discuss <laughs> politics for fun. I don't do any of that anymore.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I totally understand that deal, man. It's a necessity now to be involved. You know, it used to be uh, a spectator sport to sit there and just kind of play politics or to even, you know, shoot. Now we're kind of fighting for survival of the entire United States. And so that's one of the reasons I like David D'Ambroso when I first met him. He has that electric light of liberty still flickering in his eyeballs. I say that a lot, but it's true. So many people nowadays don't care or they're too tired or maybe they've been programmed in a different way. But David, when I first met him at the, one of the live fire classes we did in Texas, um, was like, he was lit. So uh, we struck it off right off the bat. And I figured, hey, this is the guy we need to get on the radio. And uh, my, I'm going to attempt to try to get ki- uh, Philip kicked off the air again. Last time, they still they keep inviting me back. I, I get more and more crazy. And they just keep having us back. So <laughs> apparently it's going over
3: okay. Are you Are you ready for this? And, you know, and I love it. And that's what's going on kind of, uh, you know, on a serious note with the Liberty Message uh, 2A, uh, with our Christian roots uh, and Western civilization and here in the United States of America. I mean, it keeps getting what many people in the mainstream would consider wilder and wilder. And yet it's just true to our roots. And no one's alarmed, and people are claiming this rhetoric is dangerous, of this extreme liberty, this extreme adherence to the Constitution, uh, this extreme sure. love and passion for God. But what I've noticed is people are getting uh, more and more reasonable. Communities are getting safer the further you espouse. I mean, look at Texas. We had a church shooting here just a couple years ago, right? That took over twenty lives. Yeah, that was horrible. Yep. People are getting more radical. At the second amendment message, which is just going back to our law, just going back to the second. There's nothing radical about it. Uh, yeah, embracing original Americana and biblical principles. Absolutely. And now, look at the death tolls. You, you've got one innocent killed versus twenty. Yeah, this uh, last uh, shooting in Texas. For those that haven't heard,
2: um, there was uh, some kind of dirt bag. Opened up right in the middle of church, and uh, I don't know if he had some kind of. Did he have a long gun? I believe it. it, Footage of it. It appeared to be a shotgun from the video, just the way the weapon. Yeah, he he pulled out a shotgun, and within a couple seconds, I think there was a total of five or six guns drawn on him. One of the guys, the guy that actually got him, was
3: a firearms instructor, and uh, I forget how far it was was across the entire
2: fifty-two feet. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: fifty. And anyone who knows pistols knows that is a hard shot when you're shooting steel that is not grasping a shotgun pointed in your direction. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God that there was a guy like that there, and
2: also everyone else was pretty well and equipped. So there was a fork in the road, like you mentioned earlier, where it was incredibly divisive in the United States to have these conversations, and it still is, but I think a lot of it might be manufactured by media. It is. It might be uh, artificially... You know, You know what astroturfing is? They try to... The media tries to pretend... Like, there's this grassroots movement of communism, right? Yes. But it's fake. It's paid for. It's – and there's enough people that when they see that, it does – the idea is it creates a critical mass and eventually enough uh, – what was it?
3: Solinsky wrote, useful idiots jump on board with the program, right? Yeah. There, there's a there's a reason why you hear this kind of old, tired saying, bandwagon effect. Well, it is a real yes. effect. And I had a door-to-door salesman tell me, well, everybody in your neighborhood has a security system. I was just blinking at the guy. I couldn't figure it out until later on. I'd read a, a compliance manual about how to influence people using the science of persuasion, and that is a very real effect. If you tell someone everybody else is doing something, it makes them far more likely to comply with sure. whatever it is you're, you're trying to get them to comply with. You know, humans individually are, are very intelligent
2: creatures or or they have the ability to be intelligent. But when you get them in groups, they, they do have sheep-like tendencies sometimes. If they're not pre-programmed or if they don't have a will of their own that's been heavily instilled, like that's what Americana used to be based on. So it is interesting to see how this... I would call it not a grassroots movement, but more of an astroturfed artificial, you know, supposed movement has made this divide appear to happen. Now, it's true that in the voting, it seems that so many of these uh, crazy people are gaining traction and there's certainly enough of them to make a mess and be annoying and, you know, light stuff on fire and throw fits on, on their uh, phone and then post it on media. But really, it's interesting to see what the cameras all like to flock to point to. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where the news showed up, that where it was going south, or maybe it wasn't. But they always seem to find that one deal and really zoom in on that to try to artificially support a particular narrative or give you the wrong idea Absolutely. of the level of conflict. So it's just... Uh, I, I think that it's interesting now with through the advent of social media, which I think was used to enslave us even farther, has kind of backfired, you know, since its in, invention until the last couple of years. They're really clamping down hard trying to get a, trying to get a hold on that again, uh, you know, by uh, you know having the Ministry of Truth approve your post or take your post down if it doesn't fit what the narrative is. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't so even want to get stupid. into that.
3: Uh, yeah, gosh, and- I've been banned, shadow banned on every social media platform. And what's funny is I'll post something in the Second Amendment three, four, five times, and I'll be able to see it in my profile. But as soon as I go to someone else's uh, profile to look at my own, it's not there. So I'm the only person Absolutely. that sees some of these posts. And they, they admit they do it
2: at their conferences. Yeah, they brag about it.
3: They brag about it. And here's the thing, right? So you, you've heard about the famous case where the Colorado bakers had to bake the, uh, the cake for the gay wedding, and they were compelled to by law. Um, so... They were compelled to provide a service they didn't want to. That's the legal precedent. So why isn't Facebook, by that same legal standard, required to service me and take my money for ads? Because they will not allow me to buy ads. Well, they have a vested interest, brother. <laughs> so I just, just want any attorneys answer. out there, please let me know. Please let me know what's going yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm probably just not smart enough to figure that one out in principle.
2: Not, not, not to be completely put to sleep though by the fact that I think that it, there is a opening conversation. There's a lot more people. This brand new generation, this next generation, is actually very, very conservative.
3: Yep. Because if you think about it, it, it is the rebellion now. It is the James Dean sort of movement because all of their it's instructors the are liberal. Yep. And and why have we had liberalism? So. I think you heard Reagan a long time ago say, you know, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. They left me. Well, the same thing happened to the <laughs> president, President Trump here. If you examine his policies, he's really a Democrat from 1990, making him the most yeah. conservative American politician alive today. Yeah, um, Yeah. There was
2: a branch that happened in the roads, but now it appears that that branch is kind of coming back together, at least so that there could be a conversation, even though uh, they're they're fighting to try to get this conversation shut down. We're going to have this conversation nonetheless, and I think that that's the only way to truly win this fight is through conversation and through executing our First Amendment. And so, up next on the show, in the next segment, I want to get into some more specifics on some current events and some other things going on. Check out RexDefense.com for our upcoming training events in Las Vegas. This is going to be the last Rx seminar we're going to do in the United States in the foreseeable future. This class, of course, is a seminar venue. That means you're going to be sitting down and we're going to be having a discussion with everyone that comes there on what kind of long-range equipment is available, how to manage your system, how to look at external ballistics, what kind of equipment you need, what to look for in a long-range optic, how to get you basically set up. And um, usually we have quite a lot of hardcore people from all over the place come down to these classes that are really in long-range shooting, but it's also great for people that are just getting into it as well. Uh, so it's geared for that. Also, do not forget about the trade crafting international workshop that's that last week in february 2020 followed by that on that friday we're also going to have philip namen and myself doing a hunting and tracking course which has multiple purposes for tickets and details visit www.rexdefense.com am
0: 590 the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by bullseye sports in riverside
1: all right you primitive screwheads, listen up See this? This is my boomstick!
4: Hey folks, every week on the Firing Line radio show, our conversation's going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights, all the great stuff afforded to Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And my longtime companion in this battle to uphold our rights has been firing line radio show sponsor Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, well, shame on you. Head on down to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course. One that's going to teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about this certified firearm courses called Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit the website, bullseyesport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because if Bullseye Sport guns and ammo, they believe in safety first. 823 safety first.
2: Hey guys, Rex Tibor here with David D'Ambroso, and we're sitting here today on the 590 AM The Firing Line Radio Show in for Philip Naiman, and there's uh, a huge malfunction that starts I think a lot of times, whenever you have a gun debate, and this is going down currently, not only in Virginia, where there's been a lot of sanctuary counties coming out of Virginia. I don't know if you guys heard. There was kind of a complete coup of the government there, and so they have a lot of gun legislation coming down the pipe that's very, very unconstitutional. But the people are saying, no, they're not just taking it this time. The generation, I don't know if you guys remember the movie Back to the Future, there was the character George McFly. Kind of a nice guy. He didn't want to hurt anybody, but he was scared of Biff, and he didn't want to have to fight with Biff. At the end of Back to the Future, he ends up having to take a swing, and he has to knock Biff out, okay? Now, I'm not saying that anyone should do that. Kinetically, I'm talking in terms of the concept. You know, that that attitude of the the, the George McFly Mark I, where you just kind of take it, is kind of coming to an end, and people are finally getting the fortitude To stand up, they're finding that well of fortitude and they're standing up and they're saying, I'm sorry, but no, we're not going to let this happen. You're not going to take out, uh, you know, what was her face? Do you remember Leia Thompson in the movie, the actress? (laughs) No, no, no. The movie came before my
3: time. You know, I'm a younger millennial. You're an older millennial. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez.
2: But, yeah,
3: so so that that time has come to a close for political inaction. Um, It's what you have to do to all bullies, though, right? You just have to stand up to bullies, and they back down, and all it is is a show of strength. And oftentimes, as soon as you – I'll tell you a little story. So two days after the president was elected, I was in Midtown Tulsa, and I had three people. Tell me to take off my "Make America Great Again" hat. I even had a transgendered individual—I'm not sure what their biological sex was—I really don't know—tell me that I had to leave. And uh, you know, this this person was six foot three, uh, big big person. And uh, all I did was look at my feet, and I backed up about an eighth of an inch, and I said, "Hey, I'm not going anywhere." Just to show, hey, I'm giving them their space. I said, you know, I'm not moving here. I'm going to give you a little bit of deference. And as soon as I said that, it was amazing. Their whole their whole uh, disposition changed. They said, oh, 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 I hope you don't think that I was threatening you. I, I was just saying maybe you'd be comfortable <laughs> somewhere else. No,
2: man, there's an ancient saying, and you might know this one, the wicked flee when nobody even pursues. They know they're wrong when they're coming out on these deals. All it takes is, like you said, all you have to do is stand firm and in a kind, strong voice with sincerity and truth, tell them No. <laughs> that's usually 90% of the battle.
3: Well, that's right. And so
2: I would encourage people to stand up for their
3: rights. Yes. Because there's a big swing coming now. And where and are these rights come from, Rex, right? The Constitution says they don't come from the Constitution. They're just a reflection of our God-given rights, or even our natural rights, if you're a deist or an atheist. They're just your rights that you already have, and it's the right to self-defense. And going back to Scripture, on which, you know, uh, most of our our, our tort law and our common law and our Constitution is based, you know, it says, uh, if you don't have a sword, go ahead, sell your cloak and buy one.
2: Yeah. And in fact, in Leviticus 19, for those that are curious, it does actually command you: you you can't stand idly by and let the you know people's blood be shed if there's something you can do about it. So the gentleman in Texas we referred to earlier actually was exercising uh, a commandment that's going way back thousands of years before you and I were even born.
3: And we <laughs> so learned the idea, that from the it's last a natural episode.
2: law. Yeah, what Like you said, whether you believe in an almighty power or that we are just here naturally, either way, there's a natural right for any critter to be able to defend itself. And that doesn't matter what anything is written on paper, even if it didn't say it in the Constitution, even if they erased it out of there and had a convention and said, oh, no, we're going to redefine the Second Amendment. It would still naturally exist. Cattle have it. A bunny rabbit has the right to uh, run away from a, a fox etc. Everybody knows this. It's a natural right. And it's an unalienable right. You cannot separate it. It's just reality. It's like gravity. It's a law. You can't get rid of it. And here's another so that's law. One thing.
3: Government is that law, uh, government rather, tends to metastasize and become bigger and bigger and bigger, too big for its britches yeah. to where it's a cancer. And as government tries to provide everything for you, is a great quote, a government uh, big enough to provide everything for you uh, is big enough to take away everything from you. And absolutely we see this natural right when government outsteps its bounds Now, governments are instituted among men to protect liberties. And according to Romans 13, God selects leaders. However, governments can be renegade. you got to remember, and I know you know this well, I think you posted something like this, Rex. And it's true. Everything Anne Frank did was illegal. Everything Adolf Hitler did in Nazi Germany was legal. So you yeah. tell me who's right. So she, pretty, she had the right yeah. yep. to evade. She had the right to defend herself. In that great movie from 2007 with Daniel Craig James Bond, Defiance, shows those Jews that did have their natural right to fight their government when their government took up arms to liquidate the Jewish people. And that's happened several times throughout history. I mean, it's just, if you look at it, it's like an echo that
2: never stops. It it just, it continuously happens. It's a cycle. It's got a rhythm, you know. And unless people stand up to it, you know, evil will prevail. And so it is a natural right. It doesn't need to be even written down. And that's something that's interesting, that our founding fathers actually foreseen this. And in their wisdom, they preserved our liberties by restricting the power of the government in the Bill of Rights. That is not about telling us what we can. Can't do it's telling the government what they can't do and so the constitution is the supreme law of the land and it restricts the government one interesting thing about the supremacy clause and you can find this in article 6 Clause 2 of the U.S. Constitution, and this is very, very clear, and this is something that's imperative for anybody that's a public servant or a a law enforcement officer or in the military or anyone with any uh, authority that has been delegated to them by their boss, the people, we the people, they have to understand that... It doesn't matter if a city passes a law. That law is null and void if it violates the Constitution. The Supremacy Clause is actually pretty darn clear.
3: Yeah, the federal law takes precedent. It is preeminent and above any state law, even state constitutions. So if Virginia were to uh, re-ratify their state constitution and, and eliminate the right to keep and bear arms. All right. The United States Constitution still overrides that. And Rex, let me ask you a question. Uh, When law enforcement officers or public servants in a state or local municipality, when they take their oath, do they take their oath to that governor or state or to the United States Constitution? If they were awake (laughs) when they did it, and if they can remember, which most of them do, most of them are pretty good folks,
2: um yes they absolutely uphold and 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 swear to defend the constitution of the united states against That's all enemies right. foreign and domestic pretty commonly understood deal but it's it's so easily skinned over people know the words but they haven't taken them to heart and digested them all the way yet because people are still under this idea that if the state says oh you know you can't do this or that like in my state uh and you know just to reduce the amount of gangs that would go around trying to you know you know, confiscate weapons and stuff like that. We straighten out a lot of that. Um, where I'm from up here in Dakota, you don't need a permit to carry a loaded weapon. You can carry concealed. You can have a rifle on your dashboard completely loaded. You can carry, I mean, right now we're working on an armed responder program for the schools, so that you can carry in the schools now. And so uh, we've been working on a lot of that stuff, trying to make it easier for the citizens of my state to to be better. But if it was contradicting the legislative intent of, of what the, the Bill of Rights stated, that law would be null and void. as Marbury versus Madison, 1803, if I remember correctly. And it says that anything that's repugnant to the Constitution of the United States, any law that any state, city, county, I don't care, has that's repugnant to the Constitution, that's against it, is null and void, period. That means it doesn't exist. That means it's an unlawful order. And so you can't enforce it. Because it's illegal to enforce that unlawful law. Like, if they pass the law saying you have to, you know, you have to, like, every Tuesday, swing a puppy around by the tail and smack grandma in the face with this puppy. Like that would be an unlawful law, right? I mean, it's ridiculous. You can't make a law like that. And so you can't also make laws that are repugnant to the Constitution. Well, they can because government's gotten
3: so big and and by precedent, Rex, they violated their oath. And because no one's called them out on it, they've continued and they've built upon that for well over a hundred years. We've been facing this progressivism or rather I call it regressivism cancer to where everything is bendable until it breaks. Uh, Every I mean, right now it's in Insane, Rex. It's actually the definition of the word...
2: Uh, wicked, if you look it up in a a concordance of the scriptures, is to twist the law to your own ends. And that's why I believe that it's imperative for every citizen able-bodied in the whole United States of America and really in the whole world to really stand up for what they know it is true and right and not sit there on the wayside and just allow evil to continuously get more and more perverted. We have to stand up now and speak our peace like George McFly did against Biff in the movie Back to the Future. Otherwise, you're guaranteeing... You're passing it down to your children and your grandchildren, and that's not an honorable thing for a man to do. I think that it's important for people to also train and be ready and equipped Uh, to back that up in real life. If you want to get more into that, check out RexDefense.com. We're not shy to say where we're coming from on that deal. Uh, It's pure Americana. We're seeking peace, but we're also men and women that are ready to stand up for those principles, not just mere words, but also actions. Acta non verba. Deeds and actions over words. Check out our courses by date schedule at RexDefense.com, and we'll catch you in Las Vegas in the last week of February.
5: Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211 am 590
0: the answer this portion of the firing line is brought to you by ccw safe by philip Neyman and cornerstone christian wealth management
2: spartans lay down your weapons Persons. come and get them Howdy, guys. Rex Tibor back on the 590 AM, filling in for Philip Naiman with David D'Ambroso. We just had a good conversation about a minute ago, uh, talking about, you know, the legislative intent of the Second Amendment and the supremacy of the U.S. Constitution over any state law. So, like, in California, I know that they are supposedly all the stuff that's illegal that you can't have there. In all reality... Strictly speaking, by the law, those laws are all repugnant to the Constitution and are null and void. Now, I would encourage anyone to go get in trouble with any kind of gang that would seek to inflict an unlawful order against you. I choose not to do that on my side of the fence because I, I'm, you know, I, I pick which hill I'm going to you know, fight on or whatever. But the truth is the truth. And the legislative intent of the Constitution actually puts an exclamation point on that former thing we're just talking about, because the point of the Constitution is not for deer hunting. It's not for (laughs) running around and winning trophies, which is fun. And, you know, we all have done. I've I've been a hunter my whole life. And and it it does protect your right
3: to do it, though, doesn't it, Rex? All those things.
2: Absolutely. But the point of being armed, okay, And if you read the Constitution, it says that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's in the context of just fighting off the world's superpower so that they could establish freedom and liberty being necessary to the security of their new free state that they just had when they just had a war against their own overlords. And so they wanted to manage and govern their own affairs. They wanted to live under God alone because they didn't think the government was their God. They didn't need the government to be their mommy or their God. They believed that that was between them and their own version of the Almighty. And they wanted to be free from that deal. They wanted to be free from the, the royalty, from the chains of royalty. And so they fought a war and won by, by a miracle. If you look at the story, I mean, it's very, yeah. very, very close. And there's a lot of things that, you know, had to happen 3%. for that to take place. Absolutely. And it wasn't a lot of people that actually had that uh, ability to actually stand up as well. But I'll tell you one thing. The United States does not exist because we sit here on the couch and talk. Right. That's where these ideas are maybe, you know, conceived is through conversation. But, like, words are totally empty without something to back it up.
3: Yes. And talk, and I think we're on the same page here, it is very important, but it goes back to a biblical concept. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Talk is great as long as you're also a person of action. And I think here, yeah. talk will save us as long as it is talk from people of action. Absolutely. Yeah, and the old saying is, you know, you got to be able to talk the
2: talk and walk the walk. Or in the Latin, you know, I think it's a Joint Task Force 2 up in Canada. That's your special forces up there. Their motto is acta non verba. Actions, not words. Deeds, not words. People can talk big all day long. What can you actually do about it? And so people, and I'm guilty of this, we all are to some degree, we don't want, it's exhausting to get into this battle, isn't it? We are just talking about, you know, with your new political consulting, with everything that I do on the training end, to me, this is not a, it's not a hobby and it's not a job either. It's a duty. Like when, when we're talking about like training with a firearm or getting sharp with your weapon, knowing what you're
3: doing, it's a duty to maintain peace and liberty and the security of a free state it's a calling i don't know about you rex but i took about a two-thirds pay cut going into politics just from from square one you know yeah if a guy was in it for the
2: money we would be doing different things it's expensive to be an honest guy nowadays you know
3: well if you're gonna have a country and i look at it yeah it is expensive in the short term but the long-term dividends are for generations
2: and it, it, you know, it, it's not to say it's bad. to, You know, people who collect firearms and stuff are nostalgic about it. I'm that way. I've got a lot of old, you know, West cowboy guns that I grew up with. That my father took me out down to the river with when I was a little kid, and I was five years old, running along the riverbank, shooting sticks out of the mud with the 45 revolver. <laughs> you know, I get nostalgic about weapons. I think that stuff is cool. But that's not the point, though. I mean, we got to remember
3: what the point is.
2: We have to have. The point is action. Hong
3: Kong. The point is this. You see government running over people who have... Homemade bows and arrow because they don't have a Second Amendment enshrined in law. that people can't defend themselves. We see every tyrannical government has had mass weapon confiscation before they killed millions of people. Stalin had gun confiscation before he starved to death. 12 million Ukrainians killed countless Russians. Mao yeah. confiscated guns before he killed between 30 and 70 million Chinese in the Great Leap Forward. And Hitler confiscated guns uh, from Jews before he created his famous death camps. Yeah. You can look at the Armenians, the Cambodians. You can look anywhere
2: on Earth. Here's something that I posted on my Instagram. And if you guys want to follow my Instagram, it's uh, Rex Reviews on Instagram, I think is what it is. And same thing on Facebook. And then on YouTube, which is uh, where we do a lot of our instructionals and political rants and stuff like that and a lot of other fun stuff. Uh, You can look up T. Tiborosaurus Rex. Good luck spelling it. Just look up Rex Reviews. You'll find it.
3: Well, I I just want to go through. I I want to interject here. You heard some clickety-clack a second ago from my keyboard. I looked up infringe. Now, we know what infringe means, but let's look at it specifically. According to Merriam-Webster says, act so as to limit or undermine something, encroach upon. So really, our Second Amendment is written in the strongest possible terms. You can't even limit the right to bear arms. And what right. do we see everywhere? We see, oh, quote-unquote, common sense legislation, gun control. Well, there's no such thing. It's unconstitutional and treasonous gun control. And so some of these folks ought to look up the penalty of treason online. They might look at that real quick yeah. before they, they engage in this territory.
2: Well, one of the things I had on social media recently was basically, uh, you know, saying that anybody who seeks to disarm good people has criminal intent, period. Yep. So if there's someone running around trying to disarm People that want nothing but peace, they just want to have a barbecue, they, just, they have property owners, they're law-abiding citizens. If you're trying to disarm them, you are a criminal. You have criminal intent.
3: I mean, there's no other explanation for it. I mean, our our legal system doesn't make any differentiation until you have been tried by a court of law and then your rights can be taken from you for the good of society. That is in the Fifth Amendment, but it's got to be according to due process. So uh, until you're charged with a crime, until you face a jury of your pe- peers, until you exhaust your appeals, OK, you can't have these rights taken from you, which is why red flag laws. Or what do they call accelerated due process, whatever the heck that hokey is, those are illegal. Yeah. And it is something that everyone needs to realize. This is real. This is
2: not entertainment. This is this is a fight that we all need to take part of. Uh, especially in terms of the First Amendment battle. We gotta win this conversation. And you can't win it by sitting on the couch. You gotta stand up and you can't be scared to get to stand up either.
3: And you gotta go to someone like Rex so you can get the training, so you're a man of action beyond your words so when you say listen i'm not going to take it there's some substance there yeah that's and that's another thing too and whether it's uh, our training outfit or there's a lot of good outfits that do uh, firearms training
2: it wasn't the guys landing on the beach of normandy they just didn't hand them like an m1 grand and say here good luck go fight the Nazis, they actually were very diligent. And if you look at the Second Amendment, it says a
3: well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, right? And who is the militia, Rex? Because according to the state of Oklahoma, our constitution here, every single man from the age of 18 to 70 is in the militia. Well, it says in the second half of the amendment, the the militia
2: is the people. But uh, I mean, like a well-regulated means well-trained, well-equipped, well well on the way (laughs) to understanding the, the art of combat and the
3: art of warfare because that's the heart of the Second Amendment. And it keeps us safe because here's the thing, you know, um, it goes back to Roosevelt. Uh, carry a big stick and speak softly. Well, guess what? When you got that big stick, it's a deterrent. And if you have enough citizens getting training, showing up to Second Amendment groups, asserting their rights, we're not even going to need to fight because you had an excellent video on YouTube. If YouTube hasn't taken it down or Google hasn't censored you yet, I haven't looked in the last couple of days. But you said, listen, and it's absolutely true. You said, Rex, he said, we don't want this. Nobody wants an armed conflict. Nobody wins. It's ugly. It's dirty. It's nasty. Uh, it's it's disdainful. But it is something that needs to be done at a certain point, according to the founders of the United States Constitution. You know, and if you think about it, that's why a guard dog will bark first, because it doesn't want
2: to have to bite anybody. It wants to chase them away, OK, because it wants to protect its home, and so, really, what we're talking about is just pure Americana. And if you guys are interested in training with this particular mindset, if you're interested in training from a field centered point of view, we encourage you to come check us out, Rex Defense. Our center of gravity is rifle excellence from a liberty preservation point of view. If you guys want to come hang out with us, it'll be a great time. We have a series of classes coming up. Las Vegas, five days of classes, good place to bring family, real cheap to get to. For those people caught behind enemy lines in California, we hope to see you all there. RexDefense.com Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line
1: Radio Show.
0: AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Conan, what is best in life?
4: To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of your women.
2: (laughs) Is good. howdy guys Rex t here filling in for Philip Neyman on the 590 a.m on the firing line radio show and uh, we got our friend David ambroso from Oklahoma here and uh we're gonna talk in this part of the show we talked on the last segment about the importance of not only just merely possessing an instrument or a weapon but knowing how to use it now I you know there's a lot of people that are self-taught with a guitar but it does help to get guitar lessons or a piano right or like uh, if uh we talked about on the beach of Normandy if you drop off a bunch of soldiers and just simply Hand him an M1 Garand. You get another guy, and he hand him a BAR. The other guy's got a Tommy gun. You know, like I just watched Saving Private Ryan the other night. It seemed like they knew what they're doing when they took the beach of Normandy. Beyond. Just getting handed a weapon just merely possessing a tool does not make you you know a craftsman of that
3: tool i i, th- I thought rex if you had enough testosterone in your blood you just inherently knew how to use a, a, a weapon like <laughs> automatically that- macgyver the second you hold one right
2: <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine but that's that's what we do uh, at rex defense with the rx seminar being a class that is so in depth for the last two or three years we've been doing seminars and the people have been loving them however we are wrapping it up here it's going to be in February in Las Vegas. So if you guys can make it to this deal, so this is going to be the last time we offer this particular class. February
3: twenty-four and twenty-five in Las Vegas. You want to catch this? This is where I first met Rex. Uh, we didn't talk a whole lot, but we did at the live fire. Um, they're they're both uh, they're yin and yang. They're both parts of the same whole um it is really dense but if you have the desire at all any interest in this it will spark your interest further and will grow like a seed it is absolutely fascinating to talk to the people uh, and the resources that rex has available including his massive wealth of of, of knowledge but uh, i found it to be very fun and i think the people that would listen to a a gun show on the radio would probably be really interested. <laughs> no, nah, and we we have a lot of fun at the seminar.
2: We try to keep it as informal as possible. It's a very conversational format. And most of it is is consultation, and I let the students kind of and the trainees decide what direction they want to take most of it. I do have a, a template, of course. We talk about all things long-range. We answer questions about mostly equipment. Uh, people are you know, curious what kind of rifles are available now, what kind of traits they need in ammunition, what kind of, uh, you, know, you know, there's a lot of different options now in the long-range market in terms of chassis, stocks, scope mounts, you know, bipods, all the different stuff that's out there. Uh, there is a science to it. So we get into the engineering on a very, very, very deep level. In fact, it's probably too deep for, um, you know, a, a lot of people, but the people that have been coming to the seminar so far have been a very, very, very high-notch crowd. We've been having a great time. Uh, these people have been, you know, into this or at least looking at it for years, and if you're, like, really into long-range shooting or you want to get really into long-range shooting, it's like a crash course for two days where we talk all about the science of not only the external. Ballistics, but also the internal ballistic effects that are induced, which have an effect on the entire system. We talk about marksmanship strategies. We talk a lot about the strategies and how to manage the entire system. So it's it's a very very good class. Of course, you probably heard about it if you've been listening to the radio show at all uh, lately. And so the seminar is something uh, last one we're going to have in Vegas there that last week of February, the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. That that whole week though, we're going to be there. There's another class we're doing immediately after the seminar. So if you wanted to take Take The family on a vacation. I know it's easy to get to Vegas uh, from where I'm from up here in Dakota, it's only like $180 for a plane ticket, so that's why we chose Vegas. Not because I'm gonna go and uh win cards or what's that thing they do in Vegas with this machines, what do they call that, yeah,
3: burn money. I don't know, yeah, you like pull the lever like, and then your money just it's like a tire fire for your money. 87% right. of yeah. people lose, but yeah. you know, it's funny. Hey, if you have the mindset, I'm gonna go and burn this 20, 50 bucks, whatever, who cares, but. Well, how yeah. do how do people find the class rex where do they go uh, rexdefense.com is is where the class is going to
2: be the tickets are and so it has all the information on what the class is etc and uh it's just a great we have a great time there and uh, last time i mean we laughed so hard we almost i almost had a stroke last last time I was there from laughing so hard cuz and, and everyone
3: in there we had a great time it is a fun the, time this, and i'm just telling yes. everybody uh go <laughs> Buy your tickets while Google still hosts Rex Defense, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, well, and, and another thing, too, and they they always say this, and I, I'm very blessed to have such good reviews, and you can check out all the... I put all the reviews that I get onto the, the webpage, and folks save so much money by going to a class like this before they started. Long-range shooting equipment is very expensive, especially if you do it the way I did, which cost me fifty to to hundred grand trying to figure it out. So now that a guy's gotten into the game... Uh, this is something that we can really tr- help help a guy get kind of down the path. So it's a great class for brand new people or for people. We have had a lot of industry guys who are like the top guys in, in uh shooting industry, aeronautics, aerospace, machining, machinists, Um, A lot of firearms instructors from major outfits. And those uh, guys are learning tons.
3: They're learning tons, and they're interacting with each other, and you get to witness this. You get to witness this rarefied era of these titans of industry, these people at the absolute apex of whatever they do, if it's crafting scopes or chassis or barrels or the whole shebang, special operations, whatever, and they're learning Talking with each other, so you're really well, learning yeah, yeah, what we're people... we're all
2: sitting can... around. I always tell them I learn more at the classes than probably anyone else, just from the conversation, because there's such a huge amount of professionalism that comes to these things that when I sit down and we have these conversations, there's new ways of looking at everything. And so as a continuously... Um, you know, evolving and growing organism. And uh, this is going to be the last one that's on the schedule. We might do them in the future, God willing. Rex Defense is uh, going to be pretty busy with a lot of other projects after that. So we're not going to be doing a lot
3: more of the seminars.
2: So if you wanted to catch one, this is the last chance there. Go. I, I just want to interrupt
3: other? you, Rex. It's a bit transcendent there because after taking the course, the academic course in the classroom, what what's going on in Vegas, and then doing your live fire, just that four days – I was able to go out on day five back here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and hit steel at 880 yards, cold bore. Um, that's something that I had no concept really of how to do it before the class. <laughs>
2: no, it just so it works. People have, dude. At the this is a funny story, and I, I need to tell it quick because I got other stuff I got to talk about too. But uh, at the last class we're at in Texas, the Triple C range in Texas is by Dallas. Um, we told them, hey. You know, because the range is in charge of putting up all our targets for us the way we want to set up. And I'm like, I want clay pigeons from 500, 1,200, or 1,400 yards or whatever it was, however far you could see, right? And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, clay pigeons in between, you know, like medium range, which is 500, out beyond 1,000. And so when I came back to the range the next day, I was like terrified because there's hundreds of these things all over every single berm. And I'm like, oh, man, now we have to shoot all of them. And it was this relatively small class. It was like, uh, you know, 29 degrees freezing rain for all three days. So (laughs) there are not a lot of folks that actually were able to make it out to that one because it was so cold down there. You never know in Texas what kind of weather you're going to get. But these guys are tough. And it's funny because each day, uh, like, I was so proud of a man. We're shooting at clay pigeons at 1,000 yards, and they're dusting them like it's nothing. And I'm not joking. Like, you can, you can come to the class and act, or talk to these guys and ask them. We got on videotape the whole nine yards. But it, it's funny. We cleared them all off the first day. I'm like, okay, now we got rid of those because you have to do it. You don't want the range guys to come back and see, oh, man, they, they missed them. They don't, you know They don't know how to shoot. <laughs> and so, like, shooting at steel gets boring after you start to sharpen it up more, you can always sharpen it up more. And that's what we try to do at Rex Defense. If, if hitting steel is like, I mean, I, I, shoot, I still shoot at steel. It's fun, right? Because you hear that clang and it's, you, you can get satisfied you know, appreciation for the authority of the terminal energy on target. Uh, but man, there's something about dust and clays. It's just funny, but they kept setting him up. So on day two, we go out there, we had to do it again. And then on day three, we had to like shoot like hundreds of clay pigeons, but I was so proud. There was not one land out there that I could find anyways through the spotting scope. <laughs> um, we also have the the Tradecraft International Workshop in Vegas going to be that same week. And also a hunting and tracking class. So you can go on RexDefense.com. If you look under courses, they have courses by date. Click on the class. They'll tell you about it. Uh, but the Tradecraft International Seminar I think is going to be very important. For anybody who's in one of these areas like that's about to get like maybe pinched down, going. there's talk. That there's could be communications cut off for some reason. The power could go out. Natural disasters, whatever it might be. But if you do, if you want to learn more about communications, navigation, counter intel, intel, convoy tactics, evaluation of your loadout and your weapon system, and camouflage, night vision. You know, behavior and clothing. Uh, the gray man philosophy, ideologies, mindset, motivations, intentions, communication equipment. I know, or anything, anything like that. I think that this is something you don't want to miss. The Tradecraft International Seminar is immediately after the uh, RX Seminar because it's all those other skills that actually, I mean, if you did a pie chart of the skills. That you would need to survive a scenario in which you would have to use long-range shooting skills for some reason beyond hunting and target shooting. Like if it was a Red Dawn scenario and you had to help Patrick Swayze, um, I think it's very important for you to also know how to do all those other things. So, hey, David, it's been awesome having you on here, man. I really appreciate you coming on
3: the show. And uh, where can people uh, find out more about you on your social media? It's, it's always fun, Rex. My pleasure. Uh, just uh, David D'Ambroso uh, on Facebook, or I don't really use Twitter, uh, as long as Google's still indexing my name. So I'm waiting for the day where they, <laughs> they take that down, just like every other piece of conservative content they can get their hands Roger on. Roger that.
2: I'll, I'll put it on the YouTube link for the YouTube version of this podcast and the radio show. Go check him out. He's got the greatest memes, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side.
0: The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, the Force of Optics, and by Philip Nayman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM590, the answer.